It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to uh, State of Origin by Round uh, version of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan and Ryan, mate. We've put in uh, we've put in the hard work so far early in the season, uh, and um, mate, we're we're coming up to a little bit of a, a quiet week this week. So I know I don't know about you. We're sort of discussing off air. I think we're 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 ready for a little bit of a, a down week, and uh, yeah, just to sort of enjoy a little bit of footy, and off we go. Yeah, it's good for us head-to-head players. You can just take the week off, not even worry about your fantasy team for for a couple of days. Yep. It's and uh, it's Put- nice, and get back into it on Tuesday. Yeah, mate. Put the feed up and um, just wait for the, uh, the the random notification on Thursday afternoon telling you you've got unused trades or whatever. <laughs> Four of them now, going yeah. forward. Yeah, mate. Yep. Season. So I got a. I've been been waiting to save a trade. I think this is the week. So. Yes. We'll uh we'll jump straight into it. But mate, before we get into the fantasy stuff, we'll probably just touch on state of origin. Obviously, we spoke a lot about it last week, so we won't sort of go over all of that again. But mate, obviously, um the first set of squads have been announced. Um obviously the the Whiten selection for the blues at left center has been, you know, sort of spoken about. The whole left edge of of Whiten and, and Tupo actually um, spoken about, or is, is Toto going to play left and Tupo right? I think they're both left wingers usually. Yeah, Toto is one of those ones who's been all over the shop. Like he started as a right winger for the Panthers and was left last right. year, and now he's back on the right. So I'd assume Toto is going to play on the right. Yeah, cool. All right, but I mean, I mean, Tupo, he's going to do a job there. I don't know if there's necessarily you know any difference in quality or you know the the. Picking Tupo or Adokar is probably not going to change the outcome. Sonny, I was listening to Freddie Fittler, who seems to actually like our fantasy teams, because um, he said um, one of the main reasons for some of the selections was that um, the guys that didn't get picked, say like Trebojevic and um, uh, Josh Adokar, um, they are playing this weekend, and that was a specific reason that he highlighted for not bringing them into camp. Hmm. So he sort of said, "Oh well, you know, I want to give them an extra game to basically try to play their way in for round for game two and three. So he said, "Oh, basically everybody that's in the squad um, that's not going to be playing is uh, is somebody who would be on a buy this week." Was sort of the the thinking behind it. So um, interesting. I that was interesting. Yeah. yeah Freddie Galaxy Brain at it again. Yeah, mate. Oh, mate. He's uh, dead set. He's gonna he's gonna do his way into a loss here. But I mean, outside of I mean, Whiten was you know somebody that I thought was going to be selected. So I'm not surprised by that centre combination. Tupo, I hadn't considered him. I just assumed Jack was a lock, but I don't think he's a bad selection. Um, and then the forwards is all pretty normal. No, Angus has been awesome for us uh, with Tarek being named. Um, mm. I guess the big loser for fantasy in the. Uh, the New South Wales team outside of expected is Stephen Crichton getting named as the 14, which is kind of annoying for everybody. Yeah, that's that's a bit strange because I think last week when we spoke about this, I thought the centre combo was going to be Crichton and Whiten. So I was a little bit surprised mm. to see him at 14. It just it, it seems a little a little strange to, um, for him to, to be 14. But, um, yeah, it's sort of a worst-case scenario now because he's – uh, yeah, because he's, he's just he's missing round thirteen, but I guess at the uh, at the very least you'd expect he'd back up um, playing fourteen. You can't imagine he'll get yeah. many minutes unless there's an injury early on. 
Yeah, no, correct. I mean, it, it's entirely possible that there's a late game day switch and they're just sort of trying to take the pressure off his debut because they've got a couple of other guys debuting. It also might be that they don't want to debut two completely fresh centres at the same time and they're going to bring him on with, say, 20 minutes to go or something and shift White into the forwards or whatever. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do that. But ultimately, that's not what the people come here for, for the fantasy uh, perspectives. Uh, and then on the other side of the coin, Queensland uh, went with the Cobo Coates high ceiling, low floor combo, which is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I have to assume Cobo is going to play on the right and Coates on the left. Um, I think, yeah. Hmm. I'm not too sure, actually. Because sure they both play right in club. I'm pretty sure I saw something today about um, Coates, Coates on the left wing. Yeah, so Adam Jackson yeah. tweeted earlier today, Coates is on the left, Cobo is training on the right in the Maroons yeah, uh, cool. training session. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so they've gone with the Ben Hunt utility, but actually named him at nine with Harry Grant with this adductor injury and, and you know providing that impact off the bench, which I actually quite like. Um, and I mean, the Queensland side is a lot less fantasy friendly with Ruben Cotter being named and um, obviously Munster DC we knew, but then also Nanai at 17, Tom Dearden as 18th man, which is, you know, not ideal for the Cowboys, but good for him. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's it's a pretty good looking squad. Uh, probably the best I could have hoped for, really. Yeah, this is a, a a good looking Queensland team. I think it's one of the better teams we've we've had in a couple of years. Um, mm. yeah. So yeah, it's, we're always it a bit be... light in the forwards, and the fact that Jai Aro can't make this team is is promising for us. I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and this sort of seems like you know the year where Freddie might have just overcooked it a little bit, and you said, well, it could be mm. a little vulnerable going into game one. I'd expect uh, if they lose game one, there might be some changes for game two, but. Yeah, no, it should be a good game next uh, next Wednesday. Yeah, I think going with Tarek Sims, Liam Martin, RCG and Maddo instead of, you know, your Angus Gerbo, even Clemmer. Like, Clemmer's been huge and not even a look. No Frizzell. He's in 19. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So Isn't, yeah, a, we, isn't, um, a, isn't it funny that Clemmer's been huge, but uh, somehow Jacob Saifidi sneaks his way into, oh, into the 20-man squad? I was, I was looking at some... Uh, some conversation on Twitter. Don't ask me who it was, but it was quite funny, and um, it was it was a comparison between Jacob Saifidi and and Clemmer, and they were sort of trying to work out what metric, any metric that you could have used to justify why Saifidi's been better than Clemmer this year. And yeah, I don't think there was one. <laughs> I think if the answer if the answer to your question is Jacob Saifidi over David Clemmer, you're asking the wrong question. But, um, you know, what do I know? I'm not a uh, former, you know, what did, did he win State of Origin? I'm assuming he did. Yeah, Fitler. He's got a, a yeah. long resume of success as a player and coach. So, well, yeah, j- <laughs> well. Coaches, uh, he's had, what, one series win? Oh, did, 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 did he? Two? Two win. Well, Queensland won did, in 2020. Did they? I yeah, don't remember. remember Edric Lee. We, mate, we win all the yeah, mate. Well, we win all the time, so they all just blend in together. <laughs> yeah, I just I just assume that we win every single year. So yeah, I just whenever we don't win, I just sort of black it out. Um, yeah, I, yeah, and I reckon um, Maddo's just been picked because Freddie loves him, doesn't he? So uh, because I remember he coached him for New South Wales City back when City Origin was still a thing. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. seen a few people calling for uh, the re-edition of City Country, but, you know, to be honest, I don't really care about that. And I think it's just an ex- another excuse for players to get injured and then people to whine about how there's not enough salary cap compensation for players getting injured and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. Oh, geez. Anyway, Freddie's, a, Freddie's been a coach of the Blues longer than I thought. 2018. Okay. Yeah. So two series wins for for Freddie. He's a stalwart. Anyway, moving along though to the uh, the actual football, uh, the the top quality round thirteen matchups that we have on today, and um, mate, starting off, we're going to have the Cowboys juggernaut, and mate, I. I I'll segue into our bloody puns, and I have to say, guys, I was a little bit disappointed to see a number of people commenting Cowboys jugger naught, but like <laughs> in zero. <laughs> it was highly disappointing. Um, so I won't be adding that to that specific segment. Um, I will just be bringing it up now and voicing my uh, voicing my disappointment. So um we might do this, do them between the uh, the teamless and the and the uh, the questions. I reckon just to mix it up yeah. a little bit, gotta keep you guys guessing. So, um, mate, the although uh, the juggernaut they come up against the cow uh, against the Titans. Uh, Titans look fairly well, you know, the same minus Tino and and Fifi who's out injured again. Uh, so that'll see Liu at lock with McIntyre in the back row and and Lasone joins the bench. Uh, fantasy wise, it's really the Brimson, Jaden Campbell, the, you know, dilemma that we've got here. Oh, not Brimson, sorry, Sexton, Jaden Campbell. So, mate, Sexton, we we sort of have spoken about him. He put up 38 points, had an injury, which we thought was looking, you know, dire, and then, you know, not not evidently it wasn't. Um, But, I mean, is Sexton maybe given managers a chance to sort of see what he's up and then, you know, now we can sort of, limit the price rises. We've seen him sort of do it a third time at the PPM-wise anyway, and, and is it time to jump on? Yeah, I think it might be. He seems like a, he seems like he's finally found a little bit of form again. Um, again, I'd really love it if Isaka could get out of this team. That would be perfect. But until that day, um, he's, yeah, you know, he's going quite well. Um, he's just keeps racking up the try assists in the re- recent weeks. So, yeah, maybe he's just found his confidence and his form again, and it's, uh, it's time to get on. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, like the draw, like we've spoken about the draw, it's, it's pretty healthy. I mean, even the Sharks are not a particularly sort of, you know, they're not a defensive powerhouse at the moment. So um, they really don't face a tough matchup until first week of head-to-head or just before head-to-head finals where they play the Storm in round 21. Everything before that's very winnable. So mm. maybe the Broncos, but, I mean, you know, who knows what's going to be happening. They might not have paint house by then. Um uh, yeah, no, I, I think he's an option definitely for people. I'll be interested to see if we've got any questions about him. Uh, he's kind of an awkward price point now at 520 where you really want him to be a keeper at that price. Mm. Yeah, if he's going to make his money, yeah, you really want him to be averaging you know, around that 50-point mark. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, Jaden Campbell. Uh, now, he had a try and still only got 43, um, you know, back in the kick meters again, but it's just, it just worries me a little bit that he's got a floor like that. Sixteen points against the Raiders in round three—that worries me. That that's his floor. Mm. Yeah, I think he might just be in that like that rung below some of the elite guys. You know, like he's sort of yeah. with like uh, Reese Walsh. Um, you know, even like a Ruben Garrick, or I mean, maybe even Ponga at this stage. 
um, mm. you know, in that little bracket just below like the top guys like Pap um, and Teddy. But that said, you know, there's not many guys in that top bracket anymore um, with Turbo gone. He wasn't playing well before he got injured anyway. Um, yeah. So it seems it's like basically, you want- yeah, it's basically Heinz, Tedesco and pick somebody with a high ceiling. Yeah, yeah, basically. I hope that Pap can bounce back when he's eventually healthy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't stop anyone from getting him. Um, I'm not 100% sure that there's any difference between him and, say, just jumping on a guy like, you know, a cooler or a savage or something like that, um, you know, outside of long-term job security. But, yeah. Maybe a little bit better of a ceiling compared to, like, a cooler or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, nobody else we're really jumping on in this team. Uh, I mean, it's Fodder Wake. Uh, he, he probably hasn't really been. He's sort of just been, you know, chugging along in the, in the pipeline. Hasn't really done. Uh, he's playing the minutes. He seems to be not like his, his ceiling sort of not really there. His PPM is really down this year, isn't it? Compared to mm, recent I wonder if years. he's carrying an injury. Like recent years, his PPM was, you know, like over 0.9. One. This year it's down, yeah. Yeah, down to the 0.8. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's some sort of niggling injury floating around in there that we don't know about. Hmm. Possibly. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. All right. Moving along to the Cowboys. Um, Fantasy-wise, Tamalolo's back. That's the big news. Just missed the one week. Um, there is obviously a chance that he gets ruled out late. First game, never know. But, um, yeah, he has obviously... Uh, for those that don't have him, which now includes me, um, he becomes an interesting buy target once his price sorts itself out. Yeah. Um, I, I was a very early adopter of Lolo. I yeeted him back in round four, but now I'm uh, I'm looking at him as a potential buy target in a couple of weeks. Like with that break even up in the mid-80s, um, yeah. we could be looking at a sub 550K time of Lolo, like hovering, a, hovering around that 500K mark. And this was a player that... Um, before Peyton, you know, messed around with his minutes that one week, he was around seven hundred thousand. So, um, yeah, if he if he comes back, if he looks good this week, and you know, gets gets the minutes, especially with some of these other guys in Origin camp, he, he could be an interesting option in a, in a mm-hmm. week or two. Could be a straight swap for Adam Elliott, which would be or Max King. You know, that's a that's a fill up for fantasy coaches. Right. Max um, King's a keeper. Yeah, well, yeah, mate, Max King. Oh. Don't get me started on Max King, mate. Um, but, I mean, Hamaso is an interesting one. He's down at 285K now. Um, break even 37. Not something I, not someone I'd want to jump on this week. But, I mean, any sort of, you know, center, back line. Ideally, you want to, like, you want him to take um, Hiku's spot or something like that is what you're looking for. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So, I mean, I think that that he's going to be the 14 when everybody's healthy. So mm. he's not somebody you want to jump on. Um, but, mm. I mean, cheapies-wise, he's probably the one with the most chance of being something later if if there's a, an injury. But even on the wing, like, he's kind of not really somebody that's relevant. Um, yeah, I mean, if no, he gets he's... down to 220K, I'll probably jump on him, but... Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy to to let him go by for now, especially with Feltju back in a couple of weeks and his break mm. even still around forty. Like it's just yeah, he's he's just not a good buy yeah. at the moment, not unless something changes. No bueno. Um yeah, and good to see Robson punch out a fifty even with Granville on the bench as well. So Yeah, yeah. No, I think um 
I think oh, I think I might be buying Robson this week, eh? Yeah, he played 80 even with Granville there, 52 tackles. Mm. Um, I think Granville came on in the forwards. So, yeah, good stuff. Love you. Love you, Toddy. Uh, moving along to the Panthers and the Bulldogs, uh, we've got Isaac Targo. Obviously, he's going to be doing some nice stuff for fantasy coaches this week. Um, he's one, like, after this week, you can sort of move him on at your leisure, I think. But, you know, obviously, uh, for this week, everyone that held on to him is going to be really happy. Um, we're sort of expecting it was going to be Jaden, uh, not Jaden Solomon, Jamin Salmon in the in the halves, but they got Kurt Falls for the Panthers instead. Um, and, I mean, he's a pretty safe 220K future red dot loop type guy if you want to do that. But, I mean, it's not necessarily something I would be advocating for. Yeah, probably not this early. Maybe I'd, I'd probably consider it around, like, the round 17 bye week when we get guys in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got a pretty clear idea who my favourite Sub 250k guys this week, which you haven't got to him yet. So, um, Rob Jennings is the other center. Um, he's a you know, in a similar situation to Falls, he's a one week and then then he's out unless there's injuries. So, um, Panthers wise, is not really a lot happening outside of Targo, um, and, I, and Tyler May. I don't really want to put, I don't know, someone keeps on the talking league, everyone keeps bringing up, they keep bringing up Appy, and like, I don't really necessarily understand why. Um, he had a 55 last week here now. Um, but, yeah, 60-something minutes the last two weeks. He'll play 80 this week and more than likely put up a good score, being asked to do a lot of the playmaking. But that's a trade-in, trade-out. It's not somebody that I'd be targeting at all. Yeah, and he's 680K now. And I, I just I just don't think he's a keeper once everyone's back because, no. like, it seems pretty obvious he's a 60-minute hooker most weeks. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, moving across to the Bulldogs, Jacob Carraz, pretty disappointing on the weekend. Um, but, I mean, you know, it can always be worse with wingers. Where did he end up? 18. Oh, that's not too bad. That's a cooler level score. Yeah, I, I thought he was okay. Um, like, the Dragons dominated possession in the early part of that game, and he, mm. he basically did nothing in that first half. I think he finished at three points at halftime. So, I mean, to see him put up 15 in the second half, like, I, I think that's pretty promising. And um, really, like, one Jake Avarillo pass on either of those tries, he's, yeah, he's looking at, 30. A, at a 40. Yeah, 35 yeah. or so. Yeah, no, he's just one you just plug in and, and you know, just cross your fingers and pray for him. Um, no buying of Jake Avarillo, obviously. Matt Burton is an interesting captaincy option this week. Yeah, revenge game. Yeah, revenge game, weekend Panthers side. You know, Doggy's looking pretty good. He's got three out of four games. He's got 65 or more in the last three out of four games. And 65 with no tries is very promising as well. Mm. Um. So, yeah, he's a definite uh, potential captaincy option this week. Not that I am advocating for that, but if you want to put it on him, he's an option. Uh, and then we've got Raymond Faitala Mariner, name to start, which is the other one with Max King at lock. I um, have to imagine there'll be, you know, some minute sharing there with Waddell. I mean, maybe, because I, like, I was expecting Waddell to come on for um, one of the forwards and Josh Jackson would go to lock. Right. Oh, well, Josh, Josh Jackson's in, yeah, he's he's at, on the edge as well. So, yeah, I guess that's going to happen. He'll probably go, yeah, he'll probably go to the middle. Waddell will come on and then, yeah, Patolo, see you, Manifanai, limited minutes off the bench. And 
and Jacko is going to be the 80-minute forward again. It's pretty disappointing, actually, Jackson, 36 points in 71 minutes with 43 tackles. Um, how did they even manage that? 43 tackles in 90 metres and I only got 36. <laughs> it's very un-Jacko-like, isn't it? What is that? How did that happen? Uh, there's, some, there's some shenanigans going on there. Because yeah, that's what's that? he's only got two. He's only got two demerits on four, like minus four and demerits here. Mm. That should be look forty six points. What's going on there? Did he get binned or something? No. Nah, there's something weird happened there. I've got. Hmm. I'm looking at this, got... unless the stat center's wrong. Well, I've got like I'm looking at forty stats. They've got twenty seven tackles and seventy nine meters with two tackle busts. Oh, right. Well, this the one I'm looking at on the NRL Fantasy website has 43 tackles and 90 metres with no tackle busts. <laughs> so, it's obviously that's wrong. Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense, Ryan. You, how is it that the – so, like, we pay 20 bucks a year or whatever for that, <laughs> for the upgraded subscription, but some random free website that has no affiliation with the NRL is more accurate. That's all I'm, I want to know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Questions that don't don't really need an answer because the answer is too frustrating. Um, yeah, and that's that's it. I think so. Yeah, nah, nothing nothing really happening for the dogs there. Um, man, Manly versus the Warriors. Cooler, obviously, nice option for those that have him this week. Jason Saab's back, two hundred twenty one k. We did a bit of a look at him pre like with turbo or no turbo, um, but I mean at two hundred twenty one k trial us so far. Is he the best cash out option this week? Um, I, I still have to put Savage above him. I think in terms of cash outs, um, you want somebody for the rest me. of the season, though. Yeah, he just doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. Um, I, I know eventually he is going to score a try. You are right, but um, yeah, just in a non PVL sort of twenty twenty one and no turbo, just yeah, it doesn't strike me with a whole lot of confidence um but yeah i mean i guess he is like an emergency a break glass if you do need it yeah yeah i think it just comes down to uh if you want somebody who's gonna be there for the whole year but might score three points or somebody who's definitely gonna be there for the next five weeks but it definitely has a ceiling Hmm. yeah so yeah. See how we go. Uh, outside of that, it's a lot of not really fantasy relevant stuff for the Seagulls. Anything you want to bring up? Garrick, I guess maybe he yeah, put up Garrick's a good popular. score. Mm. Yeah, Garrick's yeah, popular but, one this week. Yeah, no tries. Is he is he getting some questions coming through? Or oh, I've seen a few on the uh, on the trade thread in our uh, in our group. I haven't. Checked our questions for the podcast yet? I guess we'll find out when we get to it. But um, I mean, he's certainly he certainly played quite well against Melbourne too. Like that's another thing that the sixty-two points against Melbourne. Um, mm. I, I still tend to think he's going to be, you know, around that mid forties average, uh, low to mid forties. Yeah. Um, I so. guess the goal kicking floor is probably the bit that sort of sets him apart from Ponger and Campbell. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a guaranteed. Well, at least four points most weeks, um, something with ceiling for more. That sort of yeah. just adds to that base. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I mean he's he's an option. Um, I just again, like I put him in that rung just below the elite guys. Yeah, no, agree. Um, Warriors, the one week of the year that you want to put Viliami Vilea in your seventeen, he's unavailable through injury. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a brownie special, that one. Um, mate, the big news here is Torhu going through 80 minutes, 59 points. Looked really – I actually didn't watch the game. I don't know how he looked. You tell me. I mean, he looked like Tohu mainly. Um, yeah, it wasn't a very stuff. wasn't a very good game for the Warriors, but, you know, no. Tohu's well, stalled. Most games, most games aren't good for the Warriors in fairness. So, it's... And I'm, I'm fairly certain he scored uh, – yeah, he, oh, he had one turnover tackle in there, but everything else was base stats. 41 tackles, 162 metres, just, you know, straight yeah. up and down. Yep, 55 points in base, exactly what you want to see from your keeper options. He's another captaincy option if you want to take a floor mm-hmm. um, this week. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Manly respond when they've got guys, you know, your, your Jake Trebojevic that doesn't get picked, whether he comes out and tries to... Um, you know, put on some playmaking this weekend. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. See, maybe we might see a tackle bus this weekend. Oh, calm down. Can we get a can we get a, a line on the number of Jake Trebojevic tackle bus for the punt club at over zero point five? Player <laughs> club market. Uh, I feel like it'll be one of those ones where like you just accidentally uh, someone you know, will like slip a off. Yeah, exactly. Like someone goes to tackle, but they bump their teammate and they fall off. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's it. Nah, mate. He's going to come out. He's going to put up a burn. He's going to put up 51 points this week. You watch. Ooh. Um, Mate, he's, hasn't he fallen from grace from fantasy? Anyway. um, Yeah. Outside of that, Warriors is you and Aiken. Yeah, it's you and Aiken, Torhu, Harris, and, and that's really it this week, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jazz and was all right last week. Unfortunately, had that hi hey like as soon as he came back for his second stint. But he seems like he's going to be like a 50 to 55-minute middle going forward. So mm. I guess if you took the punt on him back when he was 550K, you, you'd be pretty happy. Yeah, agreed. Uh, be interesting to see how Curran fits into the side when he comes back. Yeah, was, um, I'm surprised he's not back yet. Where, where do you think he's going to yeah. play? Is he going to take, uh, you know, Murchie's spot and stay on the edge? Murchie. Yeah, yeah, Toy Harris lock Murchie on the edge. Slash Curran. Yep. Uh, and the last game of the round, oh, and Dejan Arcee, he's another one. I've seen a few few people asking what to do with him. Well, Ed was in the group chat earlier asking what to do with him. So. Uh, the uh, Raiders, Xavier Savage, probably going to be the most popular cash-out option this week. Uh, Matt Frawley comes in for Jack Whiten. Horsburgh starts for Papali'i and Trey Mooney comes onto the bench. They carry the fourth forward rotation player instead of the back for now. Um, mate, the, obviously the big news here is is Ricky Stewart just getting on the absolute shit list on Twitter, um, <laughs> leaving Starling on the bench for 50-something minutes straight um, before bringing him on. And, and, and I saw Matt. Lippitt Sidman say, oh, we were winning, why change things? And it's like, yes, let's wait until we're losing to a better team before we make a substitution. It seems like exactly the type of logic that Ricky Stewart would actually use. Um, it's, it's, it just seems to me like if you're actually on top, that's the time to get Starling on. Yeah, yeah, 
So, mate, I had some some fairly uh, negative feedback to my Ricky Stewart take on Twitter. Um, but negative feedback to say, your takes that is very rare, mate. So I had I I, I had eighty five likes, which is generally a pretty good sign, and then only a couple of comments, and most of them were Canberra Raiders fans. <laughs> um, yeah, getting yeah. Don't want to talk about Stewart getting east to grand, east to the grand finals. Yet we know he took it over a, a team. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, no. he won one premiership with Graham Murray's team in his first year, and then he left that club in the absolute ditches when he left. And then he went to he went to Cronulla. He got Brett Kamali, who played out of his absolute skin in 2018, nearly won a Dally M. And then where did he leave that club in the absolute? Hey, yeah, I think it was 2008. Uh, no, when I went, yeah, hey? he said 18. Oh, sorry, 2008. Yeah, when um, yeah, yeah, when Brett Kamali played his absolute skin off, nearly won a Dally M. And how did he leave that club? Like that club went through what I like to call the Nathan Gardner years, where they were just... <laughs> where the best half they saw for like seven years was Jeff Robson. Yeah, exactly. And like, and when like Nathan Gardner was your fullback, and like he was all right, he he wasn't terrible, but like he is remembered for having his pants pulled down, like basically to his ankles on national television. Like that's his career highlight. You search Nathan Gardner on YouTube, that's what comes up. And like he left that club in just yeah, absolute state. And um, yeah, I just worry he's he's probably going to do it again with the Raiders. Like he's like yeah, I, I don't I hate Ricky Stewart as well. I'm I'm with him, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, yeah, there was a fair few people that took issue with the word hate. And, I mean, if that's your problem with it, then that probably tells you that that you shouldn't have a problem <laughs> with it. But the problem, the problem that I have, and I don't know how many, like, obviously there's only a limited amount of people that actually see Twitter. So the big problem that I have with Ricky Stewart, as you, you may or may not know, is he just gets away with things that other coaches don't get away with. You know, in the sh- in the shortest amount of words, like his team, he's got a fifty one percent career winning record, which is the same as his record at the Raiders. Any coach with a fifty one percent winning record, you know, and that team, like if you looked at that squad, like 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, everyone was would have been saying that's a premiership, that's a top top six, top eight side, you know, and. So to have them only just scraping into the top eight or like dead last, you know, outside of the John Bateman year, this team is just full of absolute pee hearts that, you know, perform like they're, it's like Parramatta Eels but less good. And, you know, they, they every year they turn up to preseason training, overweight, you know, just barely, oh, they're in fat camp, this player's in fat camp, that player's in fat camp. You know, they, you know, they play good and then just, you know, when it comes time to, to, you know, play some disciplined footy, it's just, it's just a schmozzle. And, you know, the fact that people go, well, Jack Whiten's got a Clive Churchill, therefore he's a good player. It's like, no, that's not necessarily true. That means he played, means he played good in one game or the rest of his teammates played so bad that he stuck out. Ben Hunt's leading the Dally M right now. Like, I feel like that yeah. says everything. Yeah, mate. You, any of awards like that, Clive Churchill, Jally M, whatever the bloody state of origin one is for the three, you know, like B- Billy Slater playing two out of the three games and winning the MVP or whatever that year that he played, his last one was, you know, you, you could have seen that a mile off. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, the whole thing is just, a you know, it's an exercise for circle jerking. And it's, you know, it's really, 
you know, it's, there's no... I have no doubt in my mind that Ricky Stewart should be an NRL coach, but the fact that he's never on any of those, like, oh, these coaches are under pressure, blah, blah, blah. Like Brad Arthur was under pressure, according to these things in the preseason. <laughs> and he's like his career win rate's 52, but he had some pretty bad eel sides before he got to this this point. You know, mm. but they're, you know, they're in and around the money. You know, they're, they're not going to win. And they're not going to win again this year because they're full of PRs as well. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, it, I, I, I'm fine with him being a coach. I'm not fine with the way that he just glides under the radar. And every time the Raiders play poorly, it's the referee's fault or the players, you know, it's the players' fault or it's the media putting too, you know, much expectation on them or whatever. It's everyone's fault aside from Ricky Stewart's every single time. That's the problem that I have with it. No, I'm I'm with you. Like I'm I'm still a my my fan. Like I used to be a a Sharks fan, but my fandom's waned in the recent years. But like I'm still salty from those Brett Kamala years. Like how he left it afterwards. And you know, you said um, Ricky Stewart had some bad. Oh, sorry, Brad Arthur had some bad Parramatta sides. Well, guess who was the coach of Parramatta for a season before Brad Arthur took over? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, it, and and like it also just you've set me off, but like just to like close it off. Another thing that rubs me the wrong way is like how in every press conference it's always the refs' fault. Like there's never self reflection mm. on what like we yeah. did wrong as a team. Like we all like I think everybody knows the standard of officiating in the NRL isn't great, but at the end of the day, like there's more that happens on the field than just the referee blowing the whistle. Yeah, my my opinion on referees, and I'm an ex referee not a football or basketball but my opinion on referees is if you let the game be close enough that the referee can decide it that's on you if you lose Mm. you know like if you you know if it comes down to one decision on the siren or you know with five minutes to go to make it to to influence a game you should have played better you know referees aren't perfect players aren't perfect you know and you cannot expect them to be even with technology because, you know, there's all sorts of factors that come into it. But, you know, I'm not going to complain about the bunkers. I actually I actually don't mind the bunker. I think there's probably some idiots running the bunker maybe, but the, the idea of the bunker itself is is fine. So, yeah. but, you know, I mean, put into practice, we've got Tom Starling who, you know, and let's, let's be honest, Tom Starling is not a good NRL hooker in the sense of, you know, if your team, if you need to just be steered around the park and, you know, you need disciplined dummy half service, that's not Tom Styling's bag. But that's sort of not really what this Raiders team needs, hmm. you know? Yeah, well, like, I mean, isn't that what Jamal Fogarty's supposed to do to uh, organise the team? Well, yeah. So, yeah, if you want, you know, but, like, you know, you just pick, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's surely... The solution can't be to just truck it up, truck it up, truck it up, truck it up with this Raiders side. Like, you know, Raiders, the best Raiders footy was like Leilua Flip Blaster Rapana. That was like premium Raiders football. And, you mm. know, John Bateman. Um, <laughs> I, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see a bit more out of Hudson Young. I just thought he was going to go to another level this year and he kind of hasn't. It's been a bit disappointing for me personally, but. Anyway, yeah. fan- fantasy wise, <laughs> I can't wait for the uh, for Matthew to have his uh, <laughs> plenty of comments. In yeah, the, in, our, in this podcast. Oh man, yeah. Every time I say anything about the Raiders, he's like, I'm complaining. Man. I'm gonna just gonna disable it so he can't comment on it. Well, no, um, I'm pretty sure he, he's not the biggest no. Ricky fan either. So, 
Nah, mate. He loves Ricky. Mate, oh, he's got a poster of him in the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. He's got two pictures on his on his desk at work. He's got one of his wife and kids and one of Ricky Stewart. Is it like the Wolverine meme where he's like got the picture of Ricky? There? Oh, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. Yeah. So anyway, um, fantasy wise, Savage, and then we've got really got the question marks around Adam Elliott, who's now signed a new deal with the Knights, and Tom Starling, who's going to play somewhere between zero and sixty minutes. Yeah, it's a little bit of a tricky one for fantasy coaches, isn't it? Um, it's, it's tough to know what Sticky's going to do with him on any given week, but um, I, I, I'm thinking myself about trading him just to avoid the price drop. I'm not overall focused, so I don't I don't mind trading him, but it, it might be a bit of a trickier situation for um, overall coaches. I think you just sort of got to hope for hope for the best that he because he easily could put up sixty minutes and fifty points this week. Um, Again, you're just banking on the sticky factor. I think the 30-minute game was a little bit of an outlier. But, mm. um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely not a keeper. And I guess if you hang on to him this week, you're probably looking at moving him on next week if things don't improve drastically. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the the big hard one, and I mean, we uh, for those of which that are aware of the uh, the the, the lost audio files. We, we've had a, a, a little cutout incident here. One thing you mentioned in the uh, discussion what before we realised that the audio was cut was the um, trading guys who are actually on a buy. Like, you know, so like, you know, with, with Tom, you know, consider so with you, you're a head-to-head player. So, you know, trading during a, an overall, like a week that's basically just for overall players is a bad idea. But then doubling down, like if you're trading him to somebody – Unless it's a Torhu or Angus, you're probably buying, or I mean, unless you're going for a Reese Robson, um, you're going for somebody who's not playing this week. There's a chance they get injured at training or in state of origin or whatever. So, you know, you could trade to somebody who you never actually even get to use, which is, mm. you know, uh, a, a really bad situation to be in. So I guess that's a good overall piece of advice, not overall the fantasy format, overall <laughs> as in overarching piece of advice is – um. You know, if you're trading, make sure the guy you're trading somebody to is playing this week. If they are not, don't trade them in this week. Trade them in next week. And, and that's especially pertinent now that we can make four trades every single week going forward. So you don't have to take advantage yeah. of like the four trades to fix fires because you're going to be able to do that every week now going forward. That's a new change. Yep. So keep that in mind. You don't need to trade this week. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm trying to play overall. Even though, like, I mean, in my heart, I know, like, I'm playing head-to-head. <laughs> but like I'm trying to like do it. I'm trying to do play head to head in a way that my overall rank's still good, if that makes sense. So like I haven't sacrificed and bought like worse players just because they're buying playing this week or whatever. Like I bought Angus, I bought Tuhu, I bought Jackson, who I all think are keepers, and I've just held guys. But I mean, like I bought Trent Peoples, which was a mistake, obviously, and I didn't even have to do that. So. You know, it's um, yeah, no, it's uh, you know, I'm, so I'm 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 sort of looking pretty strong this week with my team, and I'm and I've basically got guys that suit for head to head or overall. So, um, yeah, just one for for future, and I mean, we should probably should just round it out. Adam Elliott, um, I've seen some people worried that that his signing with the Knights is going to impact his fantasy value. Um, so this week will be a good litmus test of that. I think break even at twenty five, he's got no urgency to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roosters, Joseph Manu goes to fullback. Billy Smith, the infamous Billy Smith is back. Kevin Nagama's playing in the centres, though, so that's probably less good 
uh, for Billy Smith. Uh, Angus Crichton misses out on Origin, so he's available, and that butchers back to lock, um, according to the team sheet anyway. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I mean, for those that are, you know, looking to make a mistake and, and trade in a guy for one big score, Manu might be an option this week. But, I mean, it's really payoff for Billy Smith holders and Angus, and that's it. Yeah, basically, oh, I Butcher, guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah, those that got on Butcher um, a couple of weeks back, uh, yeah, I guess they're laughing. He's had two good good scores at um, second row, but I don't think I can recommend mm-hmm. buying now. Like, he's one of those guys that if he was um, still named at the second row with Tupanua on the bench, I would have been much more interested in buying. But yeah. um, now that he's back at lock, I'm, I think I'm pretty happy to let him wash down the river. Yep, yep. Obviously, good, good if you got on him. Don't get on him now. Yep. All right, Ryan. Before we we might just break up the uh, the trade, the, the the chat and the trade questions with some with some puns here. I know this is your favorite part of the the segment. Um, so mate, there's a there's a couple of uh, good ones here, and then a couple of <laughs> not not uh, not good ones. But um, mate, so last week we had uh, Jacob Shiraz. And uh, he's been replaced this week by Jacob Shittaz <laughs> instead. He's Jacob Goon this week. Yeah, Jacob Goon. <laughs> Jacob Fruity Lexia. Um, Tom waiting to startling. Oh. <laughs> no. Or, or Tom ain't starting. Oh. Pat carries his team. I like that one. Yeah, no, it's clever. Yeah. Ricky, stick it up your horse. <laughs> oh, uh, David, no footy loomer. Oh. <laughs> That's a good and uh, J- Josh Jack, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you got? You got any on Instagram there? Uh, good question. I mean, I know Glover uh, in our group chat, what did he say? Jackson Yeats sings. Um, yep. All right. Let's uh, bring uh, – well, not too many on Instagram. Um, no. No. Not, nothing, nothing worth reading <sighs> on Instagram. Nothing. We've got, we've got Jason w- Jackson Wastings. Jackson Wastings. Mm-hmm. Instead of Jackson Hastings. Or uh, – Waifu Harris. Oh. And uh, Dum Dum Kennedy. <laughs> How about that? Two back-to-back, uh, two back-to-back negative, negative scores. scores. Yeah. Will Kennedy. Right. He's he's coming dangerously close to being a buy at some point. Oh, no. Wait. No. Here we go. I found someone on uh, Instagram. It was just filtered to like weird. Like, uh, filter some out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we got uh, Dickie Stewart. Um, yeah. Stephen Crichton, because he's picked for Origin. Yep. Um, Cameron Gunster. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Michael Magfired. <laughs> oh, he hasn't been fired yet. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. And uh, Saliva Mustavili. <laughs> Mustavili. Yeah, mate. What what a what a fill up, quality recommendation by the amateurs. Another win for the good guys. Yeah, mate. All right, moving on to the trade questions. There's not too many of them tonight, which is good because I got chicken Kiev's coming for dinner. Hey. All right, James asks: Is 
Raymond Vitala Mariner a buy? Mm. It's a very interesting question because this is one of those ones where, like, if you're a head-to-head player Matt, like me, you are very happy to just sit back, let him um, play a week, break even a 37, so he's by no means urgent, and you get to have a look at him, see how he goes, see how many minutes he plays because that's the most important thing, like what his role is. Um, for overall players, it's a tempting proposition to jump on now, but I still think I would wait a week because, yeah, you might get, you know, you might get an okay score about it. Like you might get an extra 30 points out of him this week, but if he does score 30 in 55 minutes, um, it's, it's not someone you want in your team moving forward. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to put him down as a hard no. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Hard no. No. Yeah. Hard not yet. Um, uh, are we holding the faith in Starling or taking a potential price decrease to return some round 13 points or yeeting him to someone like Tohu? Yeah, well, that's and also conundrum. supplemental question, which I think is probably tied to this, is any news on TBJ? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Actually, I haven't seen the physio post anything. I mean, how secretive were the dogs on that? They didn't even uh, want to tell us he was out. He just randomly popped up. I, I just opened the app on Sunday morning. I was like, oh yeah, I'm having a. I think I'm going to have a decent week this week. You know, even with all the yeah. laid outs. And then, you know, I might even win some head-to-head games. And I open up the app to, like, check how I'm going and head-to-heads, and I just see, like, this red dot bang ice in front of me. And I was like, yeah, what? Where did that come from? Um, but, no, I haven't seen any news. Uh, and that's the hardest thing because you don't even know how long he's out. Um, and, you know, I, I guess yeah. with backspaces. It says round 14 on the ca- casualty award. I wouldn't trust that. <laughs> No. I wouldn't trust that because, like, that's the thing with back spasms. Like, you're just sort of waiting for them to settle down and, yeah. and stop. I remember when Jai Arrow had those back spasms a couple of years ago and yep. it just was an absolute nightmare for weeks. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's the one guy I'm strongly considering trading him, mm. but there's nobody for me to sell him to. Maybe a Reese Robson or something like that. Um, no, what I've already got Reese Robson. Oh, do you? Jeez. You. So I've got Robson. This is my players that I have this week. I've got Robson, Torhu, Crichton, Josh Jackson, Max King, Adam Elliott, Matt Burton, Isaac Targo, Ewan Aitken, Tom Starling, and then Cooler and Savage. So you don't have Tohu, or you do? Yeah, I've got Tohu. Here's the second You've got Tohu. Right okay. So, yeah, there's nobody... The, the yeah. most expensive player that's playing this week that I don't have is Api Corusau, but it's like Api Corusau, Hamole Olakawatu, Tarpany, Tavanga, James Fisher-Harris, Luke Keary, Hudson Young. Like, There's no one in that list. Like, The only player that I'd even be like, oh, maybe I should get him is like if I go Pangai down to like, you know, say Nat Butcher or something like that, but I'm sort of not really interested in that. And then I'm like, oh, do I go all the way down to Toby Sexton? And then that leaves me with a massive amount of cash. But I'm sort of angling it at bringing DCE in. So I sort of don't really want Toby Sexton. Mm. And I'm like, uh. So I'm just kind of thinking I might just hold him and then move him to a round 17 player gun keeper that's not coming off the bench with unknown amount of minutes after this week. Yeah, really the only thing I could think of there would be moving him onto like a, a cash out of some description. But even that, like you, you bought Savage last week, like even that doesn't seem like a great idea. No. Um, but anyway, no, I haven't seen any news on Pangai, so I I, yeah. Yeah, I guess just keep an eye for the NRL physio. Um, and what was the first part of the question? Hey, uh, Starling. 
Yeah. Um, so are we holding the Starling or moving to Torhu? But the reason why I brought it up with TPJ is I'm wondering is is if you just had Starling, would you just go Torhu, TPJ to Torhu, and then just wait for Starling and see what happens? Yeah, that, that is a possibility. Um, I guess if you mm-hmm. don't already have to- – like if you're in a position where you've uh, got all those guys you read out, I, I think you're in a position where you just got to hang on to Starling. Um, I'm in a position yeah. where like – I'm considering because I know he's not a keeper, but it seems like Reese Robson is a keeper. Um, so I'm mm. thinking about moving him on to Robson um, and having a reliable hooker there for round 14 in in the event that if Grant does get a rest or something like that, um, mm. not cop the red dot there. But yeah, it's I mean it's certainly a tough one because I, I think Starling is a sell. Um, if not, I, he would be a sell this week if it wasn't the buy round. If that makes sense, like if if this was round fourteen, we'd be saying sell, um, but yeah. it's not. So we're like, can you hang on for one week? But um, if you've got no one else in your team, that's an obvious sell. I think there are better players out. I think there are other players you could sell to that are probably a, a net upgrade. Um, yeah, a, a net upgrade for this week. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you don't have Tohu or Angus, I'd pull the trigger on those two or maybe Robson. Um, yep. But anyone else that's playing this week is probably just, you know, don't bother. Yep. Unless you don't have Matt Burton yet. How many people sold him? <laughs> A few. He's back to 23% now, but, yeah, he's he should be in every – he should be – absolutely should be in every team now. Um, yeah, so Bill Ernst bring up, brings up as well about um, RFM season, specifically with regards to the rotation at the Dogs – I think without Pangai, it's a bit muddy because Pangai is going to come back and play 55 minutes off the bench probably. So I wouldn't be relying on the team this week being indicative of the future prospects for Raymond Vitella Mariner. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 really muddy because um, like there's every chance he is like a 50-minute sort of um, second rower and... Um, you know, he gets a spell at the end of the game. Like we've even seen Patolo play on the edge at times this year too. There's, yeah, I don't know. It, it, with a break even at 37, I'm, I'm just inclined to wait a week just to make sure that he, he is. I know you miss it on the round 13 score, but I'm just inclined to wait a week just to not to fall into another trap. Yeah, it could well be 25 points in 50 minutes. Mm. So you know, I don't know. If, I don't. I I don't even want to give you FOMO on it. So, um, yeah. Uh, what about uh, Meany to Torhu trade done. Oh, like, okay, good. I was going to say that's a good one. Now I'm thinking Starling over King, who looks like he's got money to make to Sexton, which allows Rushton to RFM. So um, I'm fine with Meany Torhu, obviously. Um, Starling to Sexton. How do you feel about that? But I don't think that I would be doing Rushton to RFM even because I mean, like, I'm not sure Rush. I'm not sure RFM's a buy. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree with the third trade. That I, I don't know if I'd be pulling the trigger on that. It just sort of feels like trading for the sake of a trade, like just to mm. like get some points this week. Um, that could bite you in the future and cost you points overall moving forward. There's a chance it works out, but I, I, again, willing to wait a week. Trades are very vital at this time of the year. Um, yeah. Starling to Sexton. Points wise, it's probably sideways, but I guess you're banking like a bit over 100k, aren't you? Yeah. Plus, and one's on the way up and one's on the way down. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. One could be a keeper and one definitely isn't by the looks. Yeah. 
So I'm fine with I'm fine with it, but I think I would just hang on to the money that you've saved and do something that's not rushed into RFM next week. Yep. Cool. Uh, already have most of the appealing round thirteen players: Torhu, Gus, Aiken, Targo, Burton, Elliot. Is there anyone else I should be looking at? E.g. Butcher. Um, and also best captaincy option this week. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Butcher's a. A must by any need, any means. As now that he's back at lock, um, have to think he's going to be back on the bench fairly soon once Radley's Radley's back. Because I mean, you've got to keep in mind as well that there is a week off between round fifteen and sixteen, um, and the Roosters will have a bye in round seventeen. So you might only get, you know, three more games out of um, out of Butcher, um, maybe four. Um, and as for captaincy options, hmm, that's an interesting one. I, I guess we spoke on Burton as like a ceiling option. I, um, Tohu is a solid floor option, and I think Gus is probably the uh, the like, you know the, the, the middle yeah the middle ground of, of the two because like he's capable as we've seen of putting up sixties in um, <laughs> without tries, and he hasn't scored a try this year. He generally does score a couple each year, so I mean maybe this is the way. Yeah. I think Angus has the highest ceiling and. A, a strong floor this week, so I um yeah I personally be looking towards Angus. Um, is TPJ a sell? We've discussed depends if I mean Torhu or Angus for TPJ. I would pull the trigger on that. Mm-hmm. Um, any combination of TPJ Hastings and Wade Graham for Torhu and Angus. Wait, well, T, TPJ who? Any combination of two. Of TPJ Hastings and Wade Graham to get Torhu and Angus. I think I'd go Pangai. Yeah, it's it's tough because like I was thinking Hastings um, was going to be a keeper moving forward. Well, how are you feeling on Hastings at the moment? I, I'm holding Hastings, and I, I think the answer is obviously that Wade Graham's the other sell. Don't you think? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. Um, to get Torhu and Angus. You know, we're not talking about trading to Ray yeah, but, with Vitella Mariner. Yeah, but, like, the, there's still a chance that Graham makes money versus Hastings, is he a keeper or is he a peaked cow? I think he definitely could be a keeper. Yeah. Um, and he, I don't know if he's peaked anymore, He's but he dropped a bunch of cash now. So, yeah, well, he's on, yeah, on the way down. Yeah. Yes, area of concern is Jackson Hastings, but I, I'm I'm not doing anything about him this week. He's a hold this week for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just fill out the uh, the rest of the couple little Twitter questions here as well. Uh, TPJ to Butcher, we've sort of discussed that. Um, I think if oh. you're feeling particularly strongly about Butcher, if you really, really, really want to do it, and there's no way we can talk you out of it, then yeah, it's, it's not a terrible idea, but. Yeah, if you like Butcher, I, I wouldn't talk you out of it, but like it's not something I would uh, put my recommendation on. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on Starling to Crichton or leave Starling and trade into a round 17 guy instead? I have 11 playing this week. No, nah, I think I think I'd just do Starling to Crichton. Crichton's a keeper. Um, yep. Like, no point waiting on him. A lot could happen in the next four weeks as well. Yep. Uh, Starling and Ilias to Tohu and somebody under 447. 
Hmm, okay. I'm or assuming you want someone Starling to somebody under 447, then go Ilias to Torhu next week. Um, no, you wouldn't do that. You'd do the... you definitely just sell Ilias for Torhu this week, surely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so under um, 470. So options he's got, RFM, Ramsey, Amone. Also thoughts on Schiller the Savage. Um, I would consider... Isn't the option just to do Savage and Tohu? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I'd do Savage and Tohu and then um, shift Ilias on to somebody next week, I think. Yeah. Again, like don't don't uh, buy players that are on a buy. Like it just it, it just invites un, unwarranted risk. Like what happens yep. if, you know, Ramsey Back does spasms. a Harry? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. What happens if Cody Ramsey does a Harry Grant and suddenly... He's out a week and he loses his spot to Moses and Boy. Yep. Would you buy in order of preference to who or Angus Crichton? That's a question here. I think I'd lean Angus first just because of the ceiling. I think he's got a higher ceiling yep. with Tohu being I, in the middle. I think so too. Try scoring, if nothing else, you know, he's, he'll score. He will score some tries between now and the end of the year. Um, there's one more question here on Twitter. I'm going to save that for last. So you want to rip through the Instagram ones quickly? Sure, I'll bring him up right now. Um, let's have a look. Um, so Matt, he wants to know TPJ and Ponga to Angus Crichton and Walsh. Low on trades though. Gives me thirteen playing for round thirteen. He's um, also got Starling. He's also got Starling as well. So yeah. So what was that again? So he's got. He's looking at doing Pangai and Ponga to Angus and Walsh, but he's low on trades. Um, he's also got Tom Starling. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think I'd be going Ponga to Reese Walsh. I don't. Is that do, do, if you need to do that to facilitate the other one? Right. Are they about the same price? They are surely. Like oh, Walsh, Walsh is pretty cheap, isn't he? Yeah, it's fifty k difference between Pangai mm. and Angus. Yeah, well, Walsh is eighty k cheaper than Ponga. Yeah, well, that's an interesting trade. I don't hate it. If you're really wanting to attack this week, I I think you could pull the trigger on that. Mm. Um, but uh, I kind of would rather you just go all the way down to a Savage or something, I think. Well, yeah. Unless you need somebody long-term, which you probably do. So, mm. Okay. I'm okay with holding Starling. All right. Um, Mark, he wants to know, is it worth trading Isaiah Yo to Tohu Harris with Yo likely to be rested through the origin period? Is he likely to be rested through the origin period? The Panthers don't really rest players. Yeah, they typically don't, do they? Let's take a no, look. I would be trying to get Torhu without selling one of the best middles in the Let's game look at, at the moment. Last year. Um, okay, well, Isaiah Yo, he was rested um, after game one last year mm. and he play, he backed up after game three. Yep. So yeah, I'd be probably looking for another way to get um, to get him. That's not selling Isaiah Yo. Um, James, he wants to know uh, Pangai or Moses to Tohu. Pangai. Yeah, I guess you probably want to trade the injured one first, don't you? Hundred um, percent. Uh, so Nathan, he's got thirteen playing this week. Should I trade Ilias to get one more? Thirteen's a lot. Yeah, 
13 is a lot. If it's like a very similar 13 to the players I read out earlier, I probably wouldn't be looking to move. It depends. Like if it's just Ilias to a Savage or something like that, I'm, I think it's okay. But like, or like, you know, if you pick up one of these guns, but yeah, no, I certainly wouldn't be trading him just for the sake of it, like to a Reese Walsh or, you know, someone like that. I'd be looking for a gun or a, just an out and out, like a Savage type player. I don't think I'd be looking for anyone in between. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Like, if you don't have Savage, I, I think Ilias to Savage would be a decent trade. Gives you one more this week and a big bank for um for the coming weeks. Um, Alex, he wants to know Billy Walters straight swap for RFM. That's his first part of his question. No, 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 no. Same uh, previous uh, the advice we just gave just literal just applies applies there again. I think. Yep. Um, and he also wants to know, uh, is Pang ISL can cash down uh, to move on Starling or Jackson next week to some round 17 guns? Yeah, no, I'm, I'd be looking to hang on to Jackson. I, I I wouldn't be going out of my way to sell him in the short term. Like yeah, I think basically up until round 17, well, he's a hold. And then if in round 17 you really want to attack that week, you can have a look at look at what's available then. Um, and then, yeah, after this week, you can move Starling on. But, like, I'd be looking for, like, your Walters to your Savage or something like that. I'd even be fine with going Walters down to Saab to facilitate if you've already got Savage. Mm. Um, and the last question on Instagram, I mean, we've already answered it. He just wants to know the best captaincy options. But it comes from a uh, friend of the show, Will, number one overall. Welcome, Will. Will. With the best team name. <laughs> yeah. Love the amateurs. What a man. Is he yeah, still up no- there? Yeah, he is. What a man. <laughs> oh, mate. Will. Yeah, he's a good-looking bloke, Will. He knows what's <laughs> up. One, two, three. I want to see how many plays he's got this week. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's got ten this week. So mm. yeah, he might get swamped this week by some teams with 12 or 13. Well, but, um, I mean, he's got no trades. trades. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, he's got, the ins- he's got all the essentials this week. Just mm. missing a couple of the potatoes, like Cooler and those sorts of guys. Uh, mate, all right, final question before we finish up for the night. Comes from good friend of the show. I think it's a bit of a retaliatory question. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good friend of the show, he was upset last week when you, you bad-mouthed him uncooked spaghetti. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, he's come back. No. And I said he doesn't have – he's come he back. it. Matty, he's come back and he said he doesn't have a trade question this week, but he wants to know how come he beat Ryan by so much in head-to-head this week. Because you cursed my team. <laughs> you, you broke him. We told you. We, we told him last week. He's, he's, he's uncooked spaghetti for a reason. And he's put this hex voodoo on me. He asked about Wade Graham. What happened to Wade Graham? He died. Wade Graham didn't even yeah. play. Like the, he, That's how good he is. He just asked a question on a podcast. Yeah. Oh, mate, he, he gave you a bath, mate. Gave oh, you a mate. bath. Ugh, last week, 100, was rough. I, 151 point drubbing. I only had 16 players last week. I had three late outs. I don't think that's ever happened to me before. Like three yeah. players, like hour before kickoff. Now, see you later. Yeah, mate, you've, you've had a hard time, mate. I've, I've posted something earlier on the socials about about it. So, Ryan and I, we're both, you, me you know. 1,829 and 2,693 overall. So, both well inside the top 3,000. We're, yeah. we're coming 280th and 380th in the Fantasy Amateurs Punk Club overall league. And we're coming 8th and 9th in the league with Talking League somehow. 
they've just the the boys from Talking League. Full credit to the boys from Talking League. They've absolutely shot up the rankings. Our intern Rob's in fifth in this league, and he's one thousand and forty three. Yeah, I was sitting eight hundred. I was sitting eight hundredth last week, and I've just absolutely slid down the rankings. And I'm going to continue yeah. my slide because I don't care about round thirteen. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you're you're in you're in trouble here. But even the guy is in dead last. He's a good friend of the show, Dale, who's the uh, Trident sponsor. He's going to give the first prize, Trident voucher. He's uh he's still you know six thousand three hundred. So yeah. Yeah, no, good stuff. Yeah, James, we got two guys. We got eleventh and twelfth. Two of the interns here. They're, they need to pick the game, pick their game up there, for sure. Oh, well, mate, when you when we've got the uh, the team that's first overall, like coming into our DMs, like asking us their opinions on on trade yeah. questions. Um, yeah, you know, like, I hit him up last week. I was like, oh, hang on, they, they need I, to be telling me what I should be doing with my team, yeah. mate. I don't even. I, I, yeah, bloody hell. Oh man! All right, I reckon that'll do, Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm I'm ready for my week off, mate. Gonna go yeah, put my lovely. Feet up. All right, go go put your feet up. Get Lucy to give you a massage. Um, <laughs> if you got any private messages with questions, you can send them to the Instagram. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't ask us any questions. Work out what you want to do with your own bloody trades for once. You bastards! No, we love you all. We love you all. <laughs> Uh, thanks very much for joining us. Enjoy your weekend, shortened weekend of football, and we'll be back for pre-State of Origin TLT uh, podcast next week. Love you guys.